You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. And since it's Thursday, I'd love to welcome back on the program Sadia Osmani. Sadia, it's great to see you today. Happy, Thank you. Happy Thank you. Eid. Eid Mubarak. Yes, uh, thank you very much. And uh, that's what we were going to talk about today, obviously, on Chimbag. You look Hence beautiful. My, my outfit, yes. I, I'd really love our, our listeners to join us on Facebook this afternoon. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Apart from seeing Sadia's great chinwag today, you can see her very beautiful festive outfit. As you can see it, like, this is what it looks like. Wow. <laughs> Stunning. Very sparkly. So uh, this traditional um, outfit, is it a shawakami? Yeah, this is just like a tunic and then there's just a straight sort of trouser thing at the bottom and a scarf. So it's just very simple. It's just silk and there's a little bit of work on it. It's ready made. So it's Beautiful. nice. Yes. Something I've pulled out of my closet. Yes. And to all our <laughs> listeners around uh, the world and, and in Hong Kong, uh, Eid Mubarak, everyone. So tell us about this festival of Eid and, and a little bit of history about it, Sadia. Well, well, basically, this marks the end of the month of Ramadan, um, the month of fasting. So for the last 30 days, Muslims across the world, and we're talking about 1.8 billion uh, in terms of Muslims across the world, have been fasting, majority of them. And, um, you know, from sunset to sun, from sunrise to sunset. Um, so, you know, now it's the end of it. And this actually is called Eid al-Fitr, which is the festival of breaking the fast. And so what traditionally happens now is that, um, you know, after a whole kind of blessed month of prayers and self-reflection and things like that, this is traditionally spent, um, you know, in people's homes and communities where you go and visit people and you eat. The t- everyone's table is laid with food and you eat and you you know go and give gifts and, and money the thing is that for the last couple of years obviously with COVID for the, certainly last year um, there were restrictions everywhere and I think um, now in Hong Kong obviously things are a little bit better and people are getting together and things but in the UK at the moment we're still in partial lockdown and um, so I'm getting Eid uh, <laughs> messages from people saying um, Eid Mubarak. Yeah, so we're still in partial lockdown at the moment here in the UK, which is a little bit of a, a problem because you're not really supposed to be going to people's homes and you, and if you are, it's supposed to be a limited, like two people can possibly go and then see people in the garden. Um, so it is quite, it is still until the 17th of May, there are, may, there are still restrictions of lockdown. So I think, um, you know, certainly for myself um it's just me and my daughter at the moment here so we uh i have a father who's like 89 and so we are hoping that we can go and visit him and keep a distance and, and wave at him through be... the garden yes oh, yeah we'll go in the so garden nice. um it's a bit of a gray day today a little bit rainy but we are hoping that we can at least go and see him for a little while um and keep our distance um now with almost like 53 percent of the population vaccinated at least one dose the adult population here in the UK there is at least a little bit of comfort to know that people are vaccinated so in that respect you know mm-hmm. there's a little bit more safety in that respect um, but generally with Eid I think what happens and then you may be aware of it and I'm sure lots of people are aware of it that every year there's always this little discrepancy about when Eid is going to be because Eid, I mean, the whole month Ramadan, everything's based on the lunar calendar. So like the Chinese New Year, etc. Depends on um, where the moon is. 
Yeah, and and so we're looking for the new moon at the end of the month. So uh, traditionally, what usually happens is that you know a whole bunch of like very important people go out and, and look to see if they can see the crescent of the moon. But obviously, depending upon you know. Uh, the, the, how cloudy yeah. it is yeah whether you see it or not but that's what traditionally was done and i think this year they based it very much on the astrological um the science of it and um they did actually say that no the new moon would be on the thursday and and it seems like this year is the first year in many 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 years that people across the world are celebrating today so usually there's always like a little bit of a stagger that somebody's doing in Pakistan another day in Saudi another day and and so there's, there's always this confusion um, and it can lead to a lot of confusion especially if you're working and you want to take time off you always feel like you always feel quite embarrassed you know because you go in and you say well I'd like to take a day off for Eid but I don't know what day it's going to be it might, it might be, be the be Wednesday day. it might be the Thursday yeah. and people think mm, God get your act together you know so it is kind of a bit awkward um the other thing about this year is i feel that there's a slight um there's a sadness i think certainly covid has affected us in that you know it's affected us last year it's affected us this year we're kind of restricted with movements but in all honesty um i don't think that is a major problem and i think we have to put lives in perspective and and i'm sure as you're aware you only need to see the news reports lately to see that you know fellow muslims across the world whether it's in yemen palestine and syria and other places are really going through an awful awful time and i think you know when i woke up this morning i was happy that it was eid but there's a real sadness in the family right now with all of us that we're feeling that there are so many people in Gaza right now who are suffering, who are, you know, going through terrible things. And um, so our heart goes out to them because they've been fasting. And I suppose the most blessed time of the month in terms of the last few days of Ramadan, last 10 days of Ramadan, are supposed to be incredibly, incredibly valuable and important to pray and to do everything that you want. Um, and so for them, I think there's been, it's, it's, I, I just have no words to really express what I feel right now. And it's quite sad, uh, very sad and heartbreaking. So my prayers are just like, you know, I think everyone is feeling that in the Muslim community at the moment because there are so many who, you know, where they've lost children, they've lost families. So you know, now our kind of inconvenience about COVID is really not an issue. Um, because, you know, we all kind of complain very easily and say, oh, well, I can't do this, can't do that. But in all honesty, it's been put into perspective in the last week or so. And um, we can just pray that things settle down a little bit and people have the strength to go on because it's really been quite quite distressing to see the news. In incredibly so, heartbreaking, yeah. Um, and like you said just now, you know, the, the, the month of Ramadan is really a time for fasting, but also for self-reflections and, and prayers as well. And as a community, mm -hmm. you know, there's always a lot of solidarity in the Muslim community. And, and like you said, I'm sure a lot of prayers are being sent there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes prayers alone isn't enough. And it really, it really comes down I, to the atrocities and, and you know, the human actions, um, 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and I know that, you know, I would urge people, I think a lot of people are feeling that too, that because obviously during Eid you give gifts you give and it's a bit charity, like Chinese, yes. Chinese New Year, like, you know, you have envelopes and you give gifts and it's usually younger, uh, older people giving to younger people. And I think I would urge people this year that like, you know, instead of giving those gifts to family and stuff, that it's this is the time for fundraising to be able to yes. support people in need across across the world. Um, because, you know, uh, I just can't imagine what people, I can't I really, it's just something that's, it's been on my mind constantly. And so it feels a little bit, there's a little bit of a tinge of sadness here that we can celebrate. We are very lucky to be able to, you know, at least see people in and to eat and to, and to wear nice clothes or whatever. So we are very privileged in that respect. So I just hope that everything's all right. But, but, you know, at the end of the day, it is like, you know, we can try our best, but we have to still make it fun for our children and and you know the kids look forward to Eid and um you know I've got a little nephew and, and so we've got presents that we're going to just deliver to the door today so we're just going to try and do that but we're trying well, I made a nice bake roll tart to to give to my family and things like that so so we're still trying we're still trying to make it fun and stuff and um it's always nice to get dressed up a little bit stuff yeah. so and I think in Hong Kong certainly you know people are able to move around and and meet their their families and stuff and there may be prayers, congregational prayers that are taking place in mosques and I would say that, you know, everything is spaced out social distancing is being applied and people are being very careful Yeah, well Sadi, you know, food is in the centre of a lot of celebrations and when we speak to you we know that food is really your passion uh, w- What sorts of food is sort of typically uh, enjoyed during uh, the festival of Eid? Well, um, one of the main things is shua korma, which is basically like vermicelli. With this is a traditional thing that certainly in Pakistani households is very common. Pakistani Indian South Asian households, and that's just a, a concoction of sort of vermicelli noodles, very fine vermicelli noodles, cream, um, lashings of you know like sugar and and, and um, you know. Uh, pistachio nuts and almonds and things it's a lovely dish and it can be eaten hot and cold but i think every every table in the household uh, generally you'll have your biryanis you'll have your korma you'll have in the south asian thing but i mean i think everyone at eid has particular things that they cook for the family and what's great about it is that you know there isn't generally uh, when things are quite normal there isn't a place that you don't go into where you know the table is laid wherever you go so where you're not actually eating during the month of ramadan suddenly at eid all <laughs> you know all the everyone's appetite has sort of shrunk because your tummy yeah, shrunk from not yeah. eating <laughs> you, you've got kind of used to you get because you know you're fasting for 30 days yeah. and you get quite used to not actually you know because we peck at food every so often we'll go to the fridge we'll check what's there we'll pick a grape up but suddenly what happens is that you become so disciplined about how you're eating and you have to actually ask yourself oh how can I eat, you know? So so it's kind of, uh, even during Eid, when you do, after 30 days, you um, can only eat a certain amount, you know, it's limited amounts that you can pack up. But there is some lovely food. There'll be lots of samosas, there'll be samosas, there'll be chaat, oh, uh, so uh, chickpeas and yogurt and chutney and all oh. sorts. So And uh, lots of chicken and, and uh, seed kebabs and things like that. So lots of lovely traditional dishes. And I think every culture has their own traditional dishes. 
So what you find in the South Asian uh, family, you'll see different things within Arab families or, you know, uh, across the board in terms of everyone does their different things for Eid. But it's all very special and it's a lovely time. And I hope and pray that everyone has a safe Eid. And I hope that, you know, COVID next year, we can look back and think, that okay we had COVID last year we had this and I hope next year things can be a little bit more normal whatever normal is uh, these days the new normal <laughs> these days yeah so Sadi I'm, I'm not so familiar with how that works in terms of holiday for, for Eid so in Hong Kong for Chinese New Year it's a holiday so children don't have to go to school typically what is it like for Muslim families um, say overseas it, it, I, I don't suppose it's a it's a bank holiday so what um, happens no. to do they have to go to school still well well no basically any in any islamic country the moment the ramadan starts then the whole timings are changed right so so for instance work timings in islamic countries where they you know do fast Fast, etc they will change the timings of the work day so that you have a little bit more time to rest and things at the end of the day and then following you know once ramadan's finished there's three days of eid celebrations that take place and generally that is a holiday that will take place in islamic countries um abroad whether it's in the uk or hong kong or anywhere wherever you're living in the states then generally people would just take their time off and people are aware now there is you know we're living in diverse communities. People know that you may be celebrating a festival. So you tell people beforehand if you're going to take children out of school for a, for a day or so. And here, certainly in the UK, everyone's aware of it. And here in the UK, you find that um, it's amazing. Like, you know, I've just seen, like on the TV, I was watching a channel, suddenly they had a big uh, announcement saying Eid Mubarak last night on the television. And this is, uh, you know, on Channel 4. Brilliant. Um, and also in all the supermarkets, um, when Ramadan starts, you'll see a whole aisle saying Ramadan Mubarak and all of these special offers of all sorts of food and things like that. And, um, you know, so big places like Tesco and Marks and Spencers and Sainsbury's and things like that are actually promoting it and getting products. So so in a way, marketing wise, they've learned that, hey, there's a there's there's big a community. Yes. <laughs> there's a potential thing Money here. to be made. So, <laughs> Absolutely. And then you got like, you know, like at Christmas, people have like Advent calendars and things. And now we have like Ramadan calendars where Seriously? every day you can take a little piece of chocolate out and there's a little saying. And then so children can keep track of like when Eid is coming because That's for children, you know, Eid is like- a time. Yeah. yeah, and so so they've kind of, and I think that's been done purely too because, you know, if you're living in the West and you have Christmas and you have other occasions, things like that, it's really important because you know if you're not if you don't celebrate Christmas, then it's actually quite a nice thing to let your children be able to have that sort of festive air during. This is what I've always thought for my own children when we were young, uh, and when my kids have been growing up, I've always tried to give them gifts and and done things special for Eid so that they understand that, okay, we missed out at Christmas. That's such a great idea. I think I might make an advent calendar for Chinese New Year so that my kids can count down to the days and, you know, put those chocolate coins for them. That's a great idea. And and it keeps track and it makes... And also, like, you know, each each little one that you remove, there might be a little quote in there or there might be something in there which is telling you a little bit about, you know, manners or etiquette or... 
that. Or the upcoming so zodiac animal, you know, the next year is the water tiger. Yeah. Yeah. So Chinese New Year is, I mean, you know, in some things like the whole festivity of Chinese New Year is very similar. You know, if for Eid, we also have it three is days all about as well. Families. Yeah, yeah that's it right. is about families and, and it is about getting together with families. And it's very much a community thing. And, um, you know, people do take that time out. And it's traditionally also, as I said, like it's it's about. Um, people who are earning, people who are older to give to younger people who may not be earning, who may not have, and the less privileged to be able to, you know, give us a certain amount of charity. Um, so, you know, charity is very much up there. So we try not to just think about ourselves, we try and think about the people who may need, you know, and to feed other people. If you don't fast, like, I know that there was an article recently in the papers in, in, in Hong Kong and SCMP about the do's and do's of, uh, of fasting. And sometimes people have this impression that, no, everyone's forced to fast and you should be uh, insulted if somebody eats in front of you. But in all honesty, this that is not true. There's a choice. Um, yeah, there but is a encouraged choice that you have. To- it's in, you're encouraged to fast. I mean, you are in, you are supposed to fast if you're an adult and you are healthy and everything is okay. So you shouldn't really be let off full stop. You should fast if you're okay. But, you know, if you're pregnant, if you're ill, if you're old, if you're a child, or if you're traveling, then you don't need to fast. Um, and also, there is no such thing as if I am fasting and I'm living here or wherever I am, then I can't really be judgmental on somebody else who's not and, and say don't eat in front of me i would never you know you should that goes not against that. the spirit of yeah because the- at the end of the day what you practice as a religion is up to you it's a personal thing that you do you cannot obligate anyone else to do the same thing so you have to have respect for everyone and that works in in parallel and that you respect people for their religion and they respect you for your religion and that's what it's all about so really you know when i was reading this article it said that you know quite a few people there was almost like a ramadan police going around saying oh you can't eat you can't eat but you know you have to understand that there are people who for particular reasons are not able to fast or who do not believe you have to let them be. You have to let them do what they want. And uh, you cannot be going around with a baseball bat saying you've got to do this, you know. So it's understanding and it's being respectful and not being judgmental on people. And I think that's very important to understand. And and not everyone is forced to do it if you're not well or whatever. You know, there have been days where, like, my daughter's been working uh, on an assignment and I said, look, if you're not, if she had she wasn't feeling very well just leave your fast you can make up for it later you can pay you know you can feed somebody somewhere else or whatever so you know the allowance is there there is a lot of mercy in that so that's something that i think people don't see absolutely but it isn't it isn't too much sadia i'm so excited for you and your family i really i really hope you get a chance to visit your dad um and sit in the garden and enjoy today um a happy eid mubarak um remind our listeners once again um how can we um ha- how can we celebrate with our muslim friends are we you know it's for some of us who may not be muslims uh, what do we say to them what are the types of things uh, you know uh, congratulations you can eat and you know I what sorts of it- things Eat, with Eid them. Mubarak. Eid Mubarak is the best thing. 
you know, to anyone who is celebrating. And obviously, given the whole situation with COVID, I'm sure that, you know, if people have got neighbors who are Muslims and they have a good relationship with them, they'll probably get invited over for something to eat at some point, you know. So, uh, and that is, you know, hospitality is very high up on the list, um, you know, within the culture and stuff. And as it is in, in Chinese culture as well, that, you know, you like to feed people and we like to eat and we would like to make sure that other people are fed at the same time. So certainly just to go and say Eid Mubarak and to wish everyone well, as you would do in Chinese New Year as well. So Absolutely. Excellent. Well, Sadia, thank you so much. Eid Mubarak and have thank a you. great celebration. Until next week. Thank you. thank you so much. Thank you. See you then. Bye-bye.